Hello and welcome to yet another episode of ESPN Cricket Info's Stump Mike Podcast. I'm Srinath Chipit. Pakistan are in Australia already playing their first test and uh, we have another special lined up for you. This time it's with the Paces PACER crew. For those of you who haven't heard about them, PP are a group of hardcore Pakistan fans who have come to be known for their live banter and rant-filled hangouts and YouTube shows on Pakistan cricket over the years. A few of them have actually gone on to work in the Pakistan Super League and you'll hear references to the establishment on the show. There are some Urdu references and interludes on this podcast, but it shouldn't make a difference even if you don't get any of it. Without further ado then, it's time to hand over to Shoaib Naveed, who's at SillyTD on Twitter will take you through the show. Oh, and one last thing. You will hear plenty of mentions about the other podcast and the last time we recorded. And in case you're wondering where you can get that, some of that recording has unfortunately been lost on the interwebs, which is probably why you're hearing this during the test match. Assalamu alaikum, Nazreen. Welcome to Paces Pace Yar, a very special episode where we're being hosted by ESPN Crick Info. Uh, joining us is Hassan Chima, Abid Hussain, Karachi Khatmal Ahmed Nakvi, Asad Asnayan, Left Arm Round, and myself, Sri TD. So, just a little background. Asal mein ye jo sari podcast hum record kar rahe hain, this is actually how Papa's, you know, tour is going to go down under in Australia. Uh, he has already scored two centuries in the practice games. And similarly, we recorded a podcast that was genuinely, you know, extremely awesome. But unfortunately... <laughs> the recordings didn't go so well and we are redoing the podcast the next day and probably this is how Papa's, you know, innings are going to pan out in the actual test match. <laughs> He's actually going to come out to bat a day after the series begins or ends. A day after the series ends, Shafiq Papa will be there to bat for Pakistan. He'll make a beautiful think- hundred as well. Uh, just to, just so those of you who don't know, Asad Shafiq is the person that we're referring to as Papa over here. He's also Shoaib's long-term crush. Um, and somebody, <laughs> somebody who doesn't like being called Papa at all. Also, not only are we, are we re-recording this, so all the best lines went into that first broadcast and they're not going to be used here. But also, this will, be, by the time you listen to this, the test match will have started. So it could, it could well be that. Half the stuff we have talked about is completely irrelevant and redundant, but that's just the way PP usually rolls. So I think. Uh, can I can I do can I do a little intro, please, guys? You can. Please, please. please. Are you ready to hear? Go on. People who couldn't hear the clip while they're listening, if you can, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone, anyone can do justice to it in describing it, <laughs> other than the fact that, you know, this is, I think, the most significant win any Pakistani has had since 1947. <laughs> I think it's a really good omen. Okay, the night before the test, uh, Pakistan's greatest source of memes absolutely destroyed India's greatest source of memes. I've never... <laughs> I've never seen Arnab Goswami uh, like this. And that really gives me hope that if we can take down Goswami, we can take down Steve Smith. <laughs> I think like... We're almost the, there. The, We're more than yeah. two-thirds of the way there. I mean, I've seen Stephen Smith get out before. I've never seen Arnab Goswami left speechless before. Be quiet. So Be the, quiet. Yeah. So the <laughs> when we recorded this episode, I was super, super pessimistic. I am super <laughs> optimistic now. Like, I to- totally expect Pakistan to win. Moving on. Tiddy, please start us on yeah, the way so, with some uh, salient you know, discussion points. Yeah, salient discussion points. I think we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, we can't talk too much about the lineup, right? Uh, because the match would have already started. But, you know, generally, I think we should look talk about the uh, bowling lineup and the batting lineup in terms of, you know, their general impact in the series. So, let's start with the bowling what are I, we think, I think we can cover like we can cover all our bases here by saying that if as there was some talk about Pakistan not picking Abbas, although two of us on this group also agree that he should not have been picked. But if they don't pick Abbas, then the answer to that is Pakistan tumpe lanat. And if they do pick Abbas, then well played. Uh, a bowling lineup after that. 
and i will just repeat what i said last time any one, any bowling lineup that goes in there without wahab and amir is an absolute win for me so it doesn't matter who else plays i'm just thrilled to bits that i don't have to watch the obscenity that is wahab raza's bowling action in a test match and the sad uh, sort of impersonation that amir has become of himself you know just watching him over the last 3 years has been really painful more But painful you know than that the 5 years you, he was away You know that Wahab was the most successful test bowler Pakistan had on the last tour, right? It, in fact, yes, took 11 like, wickets. कोई बात है ना boundary के ऊपर जो catches होते हैं ना that's not like real wickets. कि आपने like if the opposition has scored like वो भी two hundred एक सौ बारह over में exactly and that's yeah, actually नहीं Wahab एक minute एक minute actually actually Melbourne में वो आपका on the second day or the third day when Warner went ballistic. he was actually your best bowler and he actually was not like getting hit and taking wickets but he was like bowling a line where they weren't able to score off him but i take your point completely i'm just yeah, even even danish canaria even danish canaria had decent spells in his career wahab riaz to me is a danish canaria of fast bowling <laughs> you tolerate him but like you, you don't really yeah. want to tolerate could, could do so, better could do better than that yeah chima i'm waiting for a stat attack from you on wahab riaz come on I'm just looking it up right now. The numbers. Chiva, <laughs> these numbers should be like scrolling no, in, front actually, your, in front of your eyes. Yeah, you don't need good numbers, like, like you don't need computer. Uh, no, Chima, but like, I'm surprised you you still see cricket and not numbers instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only ones and zeros right now. But like Bahad has a decent record in Australia, but at the same time, I'm not going to go as far as Asad went. But it's like, yeah. At he's thirty six, thirty seven right now. I don't know what his official age is. Uh, might be thirty four. But how much does he even have left? कितने over cross? Yeah. He's not. He's retired from red ball cricket. He's not even playing four day cricket in yeah, yeah. the Chatham Trophy. So it's like that. He shouldn't even be under discussion. And the fact that we are discussing it is wrong, considering for the first time since we started doing this podcast, we actually have pace bowlers to look forward to. it's not like they have a uh, many options to go right so whatever combination they are playing with is is a combination is one of two combinations maybe they could have and actually there's lots to look forward to in both you know abbas playing abbas i mean abbas is total love as a bowler and, you know it feels like so long since we last saw him bowl and even then in south africa he was not abbas the, the abbas that we have seen before that Yeah, and I like I I do worry that you know that shoulder pill. No, if you get because Asad, I think you and both Tiddy, you have said that it's okay if he doesn't play. Like you'd be okay with him not playing in this Test match. And whereas yeah. I would think that that's exactly the kind of way in which Pakistan screws up a fast bowler yeah. is when he should be your first choice, yeah. and then you p- make a reason to drop him, uh, whether it's the pitch or whether somebody's in better rhythm. In in nets or something, and then he, basically that's the end of his career. Like he's never going to come back to what he was. Part of my opinion is sort of uh, sort of uh, based on His Holiness Wahid Khan saying that Abbas hasn't bowled well in the domestic season. Neither has Imran. Neither has Musa. To buy some of. Neither is Musa. Neither is Zakir Khan. Neither is Imran Khan. I think neither is Imran Khan, right? Yeah. Imran Khan has pretty average figures. If you guys are going to be all logical about it, that's a different thing. Yeah. I mean, it's Abbas. How can you not be logical yeah. about? I mean, he's yeah, not like Australia his record is Australia phenomenal. Australia has things like that. Our medium pace is not like that. I think, I think the the it's kind of like the the argument which Abbas has about him. The fact that this is even a debate, it feels like we're arguing that okay, when you go out to bat, should you take a bat with you or should you not? Maybe you should try <laughs> batting without a bat. Like yeah. I mean, you know, okay, there's Chima uh, had shared this stat that. All the Pakistani pacers in the squad combined have played 26 tests. You've got like three, four alleged teenagers in there who the Australians will be looking to mentally scar for the rest of their lives. Or most importantly, uh, that Pakistan has always, always, always sucked as a bowling side in Australia. But look, right now, if somebody was born the day Pakistan last didn't lose a test match in Australia on Australian soil. They'd be 24 years old this week, um, and in those 24 years, like those 12 or how many Test matches we've lost, usme our bowling figures for the paces are atrocious. Like basically, Wasim Bhai is 40 plus, Wakar is 40 plus, Shuaib is 40 plus, Amir is 40 plus. In fact, the best 
uh, is Asif. If you take out Asif's 2004 Test match and just reduce him to the 2010 one, he still averages 28, which for Asif is still on you know somewhere like Australia. You would have expected uh, better numbers. So I mean, the only thing to look forward to, which we discuss, I should also say that last time when I went on this ra- rant on the episode that didn't get recorded. I was like way funnier and making a lot more jokes, so I'm also frustrated. <laughs> I, I'm I think frustrated we all were. that we're doing this again, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So to, to, like, I mean, I think that is the point. That Pakistan, if there is one bowler who you know that he can do it, and especially when he will kill a dog, Warner. So you at least need somebody with some experience, at least in years, if not in Test matches, who can kind of keep things together. You've really sent out people barely out of their pampers to bowl at the Gabba <laughs> against the bloody Australians starting their summer. I think, I mean, you know, that literally there are Christians in the Coliseum who felt better about their life chances. <laughs> yes, essentially, and, yes. And regarding the number, the domestic, uh, Abbas is averaging 52, Imran is averaging 49. So it's not like Imran's been in some crazy good form that you drop. A guy who yeah, but Imran got five wickets. Yeah, he got five wickets in the in the first in the game that we played over here. Yeah, in the so, pink ball uh, match. So, yeah, uh, but as a, it's a simple. Asa, the simple thing is, who is? Are you saying that Imran is a better bowler than Abbas? It's like you have to pick your best bowling lineup, and to me, and I think no, to most people, I'm saying Abbas, Abbas is in is, your best bowling lineup. He has to be. Right? He has to be in your best bowling lineup. I, like I don't think there's any doubt about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about overall credentials as a bowler. I'm talking about the form that he's in. The Both of them are. If Imran is bowling better in the nets, so there must be some sort of reasoning. That, you're, you're basing this on Mizbah's judgment, a guy who called back Omar Akmal and Ahmed Sazad supposedly to expose them to the rest of the world. I'm basing this on... I'll leave it there. Uh, I'm basing this on the tour match... Like, I'm basing them from both of them having average first-class seasons. And I'm basing this on what I'm hearing that's happening in the Nets. It's one innings in a first-class match over 18 tests. Like, a career so far of excellence, right? I have no idea why are we even having this conversation that Abbas shouldn't be part of the squad. Again, going by the numbers, purely by the numbers. Let's the first-class squad. What did he do? In the match, the average of the performance throughout this time. I don't see any reason. And again, going back to it, we Jojo Ballers here. previous What we have done is, basically, they've gone at 3.9, 4.1, 4.2. Abbas at least gives me this hope that he can at least contain them to a point of perhaps 2.9, economy. This is the important point. That if Abbas is not, if you focus on youngsters, so yes, you can have sessions or sessions within sessions where you know, you have to take a spurt of wickets. But do you see that two tests are going to be able to beat Australia? So they, 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 aren't, they aren't easy to beat, right? They always keep fighting back. You have to be on top of your game throughout those ma- the, uh, that match or those two matches. I don't see that happening without a pass there. I'll again say this. Like, those two matches that Shoaib had a wicket, I think it was in Perth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, Australia was down to 75 for 5 or 75 for 4. And then they scored over 400 runs. Going back to 2009, um, Sydney Test match. First inning, Australia get bowled out for 127. Next innings, we couldn't do anything. So we have been instances where we have tried to bowl out in one inning. And then there's completely complete collapse. Press of the bowling attack. With Abbas, the thing that I'm actually hoping for, expecting him to do with his experience, with his skill set, that he can plug in one end. Yasser, with last tour, I don't know how scarred he is. But once you get into the test match with Warner and with Yasser, uh, with the Smith, is he going to kind of have a more economical way or he's going to get leaked run all over the place? And honestly, uh, with Naseem and Afridi, they, Smith parted it out already that they are young bowlers. Their body is not used to bowling for too long in such big rounds. And they will try to you know, exploit on that. So Abbas is a necessity in the team, really. I think Pakistan cricket was salute uh, at least for me, given that this is such an inexperienced team that even on batting you've basically got no one in there who's uh, who's a stalwart except Azhar Ali. <laughs> um so that basically you've got such an inexperienced side that for me it was like, all right, I have zero hope. 
but then pakistan finds a way to make you even worry in this situation ke, oh you were chilling well how about if we take the only wicket taking threat away from the side because in the net some other f- was bowling well like i mean how, Can we talk about the two teenagers? I think not just numbers-wise. The thing with Naseem is that it's not even that you're picking him on potential. You're picking him on current performances. He He's the only fast bowler in the trophy this year who's averaging under 20. He was the highest wicket-taking pacer uh, until this round of matches uh, in the Kaizam Trophy. And before the season, he had only played one first-class match. Usmanbi, I think he had seven or eight wickets. So over the past 12 months, in the domestic game, in the under-19 game, we've seen him perform over and over again. And then we saw the, the same thing in the warm-up game as well. So it's like, it's not that you're just throwing someone in with the idea that he might be good one day. He's already good. He's already good enough that if you... Simply put, he, he was the best pace bowler in the domestic season this year. Regardless of age, like age, ignore karo, it, he's actually that good. And that's before you consider the fact of what he has, which is genuine pace and like a hell of a lot of stamina. Because even when he was playing for Central Punjab, he was bowling like 16, 17, 18 overs a day. He was bowling more than their experienced fast bowlers. So it's something that he already has. And... The stuff that he's been through over this tour and still, you know, fighting as he is, that's also a thing about his character. And that's the one thing that everyone, I've, I talked to him, I just on a random note, I was just wondering ke, how the perception of like a youngster changes. Ke. You remember when you were growing up, anytime a young player would be selected, his first interview, he would say ke, he was so surprised to see his name there and he didn't even know that he was going to be selected. And I remember I was uh, with him and another player uh, in his room and they were all watching uh, Pakistani Sports Channel because they were discussing him. And he said, ke, uh, if I don't get selected this time around, I don't know what uh, career ka kya hoga, which for someone who's 16, 17, that was like such a weird thing for him to say. But there's this uh, thing inside him of ke, uh, it's not that... He will be overawed. I think he has this belief that he has arrived already. So I don't see any reason for him not to, for his spot to be even under uh, uh, question. With Shaheen, the question is over his fitness because, because he hasn't played a game until this Australia tour. So, and if you are going to go in with four bowlers and you're going to bowl like 120, 150 overs in, in innings, so how much can he last? So I think the bigger question mark, more than Abbas or Naseem should be over Shaheen. And that's what I was going to ask you as well, that what I feel with Shaheen is that especially at least what, what we've seen in T20s and one day particularly, that once he starts getting hit, his line kind of, you know, becomes not exactly Sami-like, but he still starts pitching short, become more intimidating. And when this kind of thing happens with him, you know, he's going at four, four and a half per hundred um, and having I, to constantly yeah, ball and it. doing nothing. I, I think that has also has to do with ke who is there with him. And that's also why in the last podcast, the far funnier one that we had, I was talking about having a boss at Madon or Madoff or having him with like Shaheen, Naseem, whoever the fast bowlers you're going to pick, having him there with him. Because... But I also objected to you saying that Abbas, I do not recall him standing at mid-off. It is not going to happen. Yeah, but like Have Abbas you... is someone who has that, you know, understanding of bowling and stuff like that. He, he, he has, not only does he have the skill, but he has the communication to be able to, you know, uh, talk to guys and uh, who are getting hit. And that's one of the things that you look at your Shaheen, the guys he's played with in, uh, with him in white ball cricket. None of them are the sort who, Uh, actually communicate that much with a youngster. You, even if someone is at mid-off or mid-on, how often do you see someone going out there and talking to him? I think Wahab was the only one during the World Cup. Prior to that, before Wahab wasn't there, uh, Shaheen would, uh, a youngster, a young Pakistani fast bowler, it almost feels like he's there on his own. And that's the thing. I think from what I know of Abbas and from what I have interacted with him, he has that ability. And that's something that the management or 
Abbas himself needs to take over. He is the leader of this attack. He should be there guiding these youngsters along. Now, I don't know. At the end of the day, they might drop it. But I, that, at least in an ideal world, if you want to maximize your resources, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm dreading? I'm dreading that Naseem Shah will be bowling to Steve Smith. Just I'm going to paint the scenario. So, the first ball will be a It'll be a bouncer. It'll like, will beat him on the outside edge. And third ball, he's third ball is going to edge it, and Haris Rail is going to drop the gap. And after that, the Seam Shah store is going to go to. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Such a realistic image. I can totally picture it happening right now. The one needs to picture it happening. We saw it in the in the match against Australia. <laughs> we yeah, saw the match too. Yeah, yeah, but actually, correct me if I'm wrong. Haris has not been a bad slip fielder until this tour game. He's actually quite a safe catcher, is he not? He's about the only place on the field where you have some confidence in him. I seem to remember him taking some pretty sexy catches in the slips. Uh, Usman, you're the only person. You're the only person who cares about slip catching. So I'm not yeah, surprised. When when Steve and Smith is dropped, you will be caring about slip catching as well. <laughs> <laughs> you will be caring about it. But I think he's actually okay at slip. I, I'm just hoping that he had a bad bad game. Usman, to answer your question, it's actually not about that Haris Suhail is good or not. Is that Azhar Ali has been extremely <laughs> so you needed and to have a replacement. Uh, yeah, and that he was never just... good. You, your argument, Tiddy, has always been that he he was a shoda fielder, close in fielder, diving where he doesn't need to dive and all this. Whereas, yes. of course, little Shafiq Papa is actually the. Yeah, the whole Azhar point Ali. is also EK. I, 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 it's unfair on uh, Azhar Ali standing at first slip because he's standing next to you know our all-time greatest slipper in Papa. So, which is which is amazing considering that he doesn't have hands large enough to actually catch a ball. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think what what we're missing out here is that you know, आपको एक एक human impulse होती है कि you know we want to impose a certain narrative ताकि to make sense of a cruel world or to to try and imagine that there's a world beyond cruelty. Because, like, I mean, you could literally have, you know, Don Bradman standing at first slip. If he's playing for Pakistan and Naseem gets an edge off Smith, he is dropping. He will drop. It. Does, it. Viv Richards and like Simone Biles <laughs> could have a love child, and that fielder would still drop the catch. So I, I think I think the bigger thing is that Pakistan. That's going to happen. Like we're going to have an intensely KKG experience. Sometime tomorrow, probably after Asad messages on the group saying boys feel ari hai and or something like that. <laughs> I think like that's just it doesn't matter who shows up, who plays for Pakistan tomorrow. That part is written. That's baked into the narrative. I, I just I, think, I don't think so we get to that we, reality. Are, are we out there? How we think Naseem Shah's career will be screwed over? I just want after. to ask like how soon? How soon? No, for not any, how soon, like, but how? Because it's the how that's more interesting. Like infinitely more interesting is the how it's going to happen. Tweet I think uh, uh, about Nasim Shah that you did. Quote tweeting I think Mazhar's tweet and yeah, basically yeah. said welcome to a life of what good hair and please go on. Yeah. I mean, so I put out all the possible possibilities, right? Yes. Like celebrity yeah. sex scandal, yes. social media scandal, yes. match winning innings, and all of that. But I think right now when Chima was talking about how he feels. <laughs> which is which is basically the you know with the the sign that we've arrived in heaven. But I think you said earlier what Chima just said that the I'm fact that he already the, <laughs> the fact that Chima feels he's already arrived, or or Chima told us that he uh, Nasim feels already arrived. Um, I think that basically suggests a Shoaib Akhtar type uh, trajectory, which means he'd have a good tour here. Um, like Babar did um, in South Africa, Pakistan still lost, but you know his personal thing went up. We are if still you remember, not, by the way, on the, even on this pod, second podcast, podcast we're not taking no names, no names, yeah. no names. No. Okay, so the, the prince, uh, yes. was the prince shall not be named last time around. The prince that was promised. Uh, I yes. think Nasim would have a similar kind of thing. I'm also what I remember is that in Shoaib Akhtar's first tour down under, he. Rescued a child from being run over, and Nicole Kidman was there, and she recognized him as a hero cricketer. And Shoaib didn't recognize Nicole Kidman. Um, and I feel so Nasim, whoever whoever is the contemporary Australian Nicole Kidman, I guess like I feel like uh, you might that, be making the, the guy who's tall. <laughs> I, I swear to God, dude, this is true. 
strategy For bowling in Australia was that उनके टुमटुमे में बॉल मारो या समथिंग लाइक दैट राइट भाई फास्टेस्ट टू मिलियन सब्सक्राइबर्स प्रेस बेल आईकॉन नाउ या आई बाय द वे आई एम गूगलिंग शोएब अख्तर निकोल किडमन बिकॉज आई स्टिल फुली बिलीव दिस कांट बी ट्रू बोल्डी actually take wickets on these flat wickets right now all the top wicket takers are left arm spinners because uh, a a can bowl pakad leta and he continues to bowl from that one end but that's something that uh, i think maybe not this year but like over the next one, uh, two to three years you'll see suddenly a lot of guys coming through but the issue that i have uh, emmer was talking about how the team is going to be destroyed i think it's a pretty simple uh, pathway for him now he plays Uh, this tour ha- makes a name, plays the PSL, uh, performs well in that. Then you're focusing towards the uh, World T20 at the end of the year, so you start uh, teaching him about uh, having to work on his yorkers and working on his uh, varieties and slower balls and all that stuff. And by the end of next year, he's someone who bowls like three slower balls every six balls. And average speed is down to one twenty-five. 130 he'll be a 140 guy until uh, he breaks down then they'll mess him up they'll mess his rehab up he'll go to england they'll tell him you can't go to england so they'll cancel his central contract there is yeah there is literally a million ways of doing this in the batting ke andar of course we have to talk about you know papa and azhar ali uh, we can also answer the questions our fans after oh yes so one question ke you know pretty uh, asad bhai se कि हारना तो हमें फिर भी है एंड यू नो 31 इयर्स सिंस वी सिंस ऑस्ट्रेलिया इज एक्चुअली लॉस्ट दिस मैच ऑफ द गैप बट फिर भी फील्स क्यों आ रही है भाई स्पेस इज स्पेस यार वी हैव अ फास्ट बॉलर इसलिए आ रही है फील्स मैं वही बात कर रहा हूं अगर आमिर और वहाब खेल रहे होते तो फील्स ना आ रही होती बट कंप्लीट अननोन बॉलिंग अटैक आई थिंक और कंप्लीट बुलशट बुलाट फील्स फिर भी आ रही होती चाहे कोई भी खेल रहा होता है आई थिंक आई थिंक असद गॉट फील्स व्हेन राउफ तखार वाज प्लेइंग आल्सो नहीं नहीं नो बेसिकली आप नशा किए बगैर हाय हो द शुएब मलिक कैप्टनिंग पाकिस्तान एरा इज द डार्केस्ट एरा ऑफ माय लाइफ देयर वाज नो फील्स देयर वाज नो नथिंग गिव आई हाईली डाउट दैट लाइक अपॉन लाइफ गिवन अप I would think about the Salman bat at the end of that era, but my question is: Let's say Pakistan going with three pacers and one and Yasser with him, and Rizwan has to play. Who are the six batsmen that you're going to go with? One will be the guy who won't be named Azhar and Asad. Those three guys pick themselves. Shan, who are the other three? Shan, Shan Masood. Shan, 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 Shan. Shan, 
I'd still go with Haris. Yeah, I go with Abid. Ishtar, yeah. for God's sake, dude, you guys all yes. know he's the first yes. name. Oh, yeah, Ishtar is in the team, yeah. Ishtar is the first name. Ishtar is the first name. Like, I mean, I, it's an academic exercise to discuss whether Ishtar will be played or not. But we know that, like, Mizwa has a, a, a gold locket that's heart-shaped. And when you, like, press a little button, it opens... With two pictures of Iftikhar and inside. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat what I said in the first podcast just because it needs to be said. We're playing Iftikhar, of course, because we've not had two all-rounders in the last few years. One a leg-spinning all-rounder and one a fast-bowling all-rounder who would actually be perfect for Pakistan in a place like Australia, who have actually taken 10 wickets together in their last test that they played together, who have four fifties between them from five test matches, I believe. Yeah, but please, no, out of all the things you can criticize, Mizbah of Iftikhar, you put hold them. Two all-rounders and one iftihar in Excuse me, excuse me. By the way, iftihar is younger than everyone in this conversation. So, have some respect. Sorry. Do you also remember the last test that he played for England, for Pakistan? At the Oval? In the yes. 2000, uh, yeah. I believe you were there. Did he, he got one glittering boundary... basically uh, the next generation's Intikhab Alam. Like, from now till the next 80 years, like, every good and bad thing that happens in Pakistani cricket, Iftikhar will be in the frame. You know, it's like, he was there at the Oval Test. He's going to be there when we win the World T20 or whatever. He's going to be there when we win there. the first series in Australia ever. Yeah. Which, yeah, will, be, like, which will be 20 years from now when Australia uh, will be underwater due to climate change. And so... The, Pakistan will finally have a shot at winning a series there. Yeah, but I hope we don't have to see him bowling because his bowling action is the worst thing ever. Yeah, the whole point of having him is his bowling. It's so to bowl. It's to have him bowl. The whole point is yeah. at least 12, he's, 13, 14 overs in My eight. counter-attacker ever. He's going to counter-attack. When our score is 250 for 4, then he's going to get that. <laughs> Okay, wait. And then basically take our score to 450. Let's go back to the original question. 250 for 4, 250 for 4. Asad is using the Australian way of counting. Dude, we can't have 250 wickets down, man. Don't be that pessimistic. You can say 10 for 4. Come on, man. We have a guy who got a double century on the last tour. We have a guy who scored... And by the way, I don't even remember that he scored a double century on the last tour. So, like, in the last podcast, we were talking about what happened in the last podcast stays in the last podcast. That's also true. Listen, let's, let's right. answer some questions that we got from readers in the last podcast. Which Do you yeah, have them yeah. on? I have them in front of me. Uh, the first one came from Fawad Ali, high on, high on carbs. Will Papa survive uh, under a younger emerging Papa B.A.? We're not taking the name, of course. But, uh, Teddy, I think we leave this to you to answer. I think he's more than just surviving. We've seen it in the two warm-up games. But the new guy that we're not naming has unfairly come and stolen Papa's spot at number six. So that is going to be a bit of an issue, but I think number four will be Cherry Jangi Papa. The guy who we should not ever name also, by the way, was was impudent enough to take the spotlight away from two excellent Papa half centuries in South Africa by batting alongside him and making him look not beautiful. This is how great careers go down. I, I think like if we if we map the Pakistani middle order onto the Corleone family from Godfather. So obviously the prince is Michael and uh, James Khan's character, Sakyan Amta, is Azhar Ali. And that leaves Asad Shafiq as Fredo. Oh my god. Sunny. Uh, James Khan is Sunny. Yeah, so, so Sunny is Azhar Ali. 
and you've got uh, Fredo Shafiq. <laughs> and, and if he is Tom Hagen. <laughs> okay, okay. Next question, which is kind of related, is from the great judge, KZ Kazi uh, Crazy. Oh, old school throwback, guys. Again, I say it again. <laughs> Uh, will Pakistani supporters be satisfied with two losses and two centuries from the man who we should not name? I mean, I will be. Absolutely, 100%. Because, this is what I said question is from a fake account. It's from India. I, the preposterousness of this idea that I mean, will Pakistan be happy with secularism and a booming economy and <laughs> like I mean free money for everyone but like I mean yes man the last time last time they all got runs we weren't happy with it I'll repeat my no, point no, no, hang on hang on, hang on. Pakistan Sorry. actually Asad I, I have a very clear memory of of the group uh, last time after the Ga- the GABA test we were all super pumped or bus this is finally the tour that things turn around we were so close and now it's going to happen it was really the crushing way in which we collapsed in those next two test matches that really uh, you know just wiped away all the sheen because like batting was good but like we had and it was part of a run of like horror collapses that Pakistan had after it went number one. Uh, started with the home West Indies tour, uh, then the away one, then New Zealand, etc. So I think the batting was really good at the first three innings of that series, but the next three were so catastrophic that it took that, you know, it, it spoiled that memory. Yeah, but that's always the way against Australia. It's always the exactly. way. It's not just exactly. the loss. Yeah. The Thankfully, we don't have a third test match. Thankfully, we don't have a third test match. So this, the agony <laughs> will end by the second one. Pretty so but, and the other this, thing yeah. regarding that question, the last tour Pakistan had of Australia was the highest Pakistan have uh, averaged in batting in Australia or South Africa since basically in the last uh, 30 years. That That is literally the best case scenario what we had in 2016. So like a repeat of that is like, and even in that, there was one Yunus 100, one Azhar 100. There was no one scoring 200s on that tour. What was Australia's attack? Does anybody remember? Were they playing their full strength attack at the time? Uh, they had Stark, yeah, Hazelwood. Yeah. In the second match, they had Stark, Hazelwood, Bird, Leon. They had Jackson Bird as well in one match. Yeah, yeah. in Bird. the second test. In Bird the last match, Yongi, sorry. Was Bird the man who took all the wickets? Yeah, Bird, Bird got one. Bird did have wickets. He took. I think he got Yunus or Azhar in no, one of the test matches. Like it was an important uh, Bird had three wickets in first inning of second match, one wicket in second innings, and he did not play the third match. The question that Tiddy asked in the first podcast, RIP, yeah. of course, was that which unknown, barely, barely <laughs> recognized player will screw over Pakistan's happiness just for this series alone and then never be heard from again, as there have been so many cricketers in the past. I think we all agreed on one name, Marcus yeah. Harris. So, yeah, the other guy who's scaring me is Usman Khwaja. And the reason is he's been out of favour with the Australian selectors. It would just be typical of Pakistani cricket that the guy with Pakistani descent comes in back into form against the country of his birth. To cut you off right now, so I just uh, Google right now for Australia's squad. Okay, because when we recorded it, then they hadn't announced the squad. So the the headline of that is batsman Marcus Arid and Usman Khawaja along with Peter Siddle have been left out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are so prepared, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I'm I'm going through the squad right now. So Tim Payne, Cameron Bancroft, Cummins, Burns, Hazelwood, Travis Head. I think Travis Head is going to be one person. I feel he's going to be Tim the one. Payne. No, I think it's Cameron Bancroft King over Dave Sal after the ban Vapis Are and like this is going to be I think it's Tim Payne. I think it's Tim Payne and he's going to retire after getting a hundred a double century against us. No, 
Cameron Bancroft will score a hundred and start crying, and that will be everywhere on social media. Ke how much he has suffered through, and uh, so yes. much he has yes. given yes. to the game. And uh, look at how uh, he wasn't even involved; he was just a young boy there the, uh, back then. And look at how much he's grown and how mature he is right now. رن <laughs> 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 اور بارہ وکٹے تو لکھ لو Uh, there are yes give me one second uh, okay uh, okay this is from crick noxious this could be a quick one actually this this could go into a yasir shah discussion because he's written smith kokon out craiga not yasir i mean the yasir discussion usman's article has basically done a good job at yeah usman maybe you can repeat that my thanks article mein dalna shuru kar diye سیریلی The most common of which is reminding us constantly that we will never be the actual Pippi gang that Uswan wants to join. <laughs> yes. Which is of Because course, the original Pippi like is. Yes. Yeah, which is, and, and, and the white-haired guy with the weird walk. And uh, Vahid Khan. Uh, Vahid Khan, Majid Bhatti, Shahid Bhatti, Bhatti, Sunny Burney uh, are my original Pippi gangsters. And so, <laughs> like, that is where I, that is my aim. And Joji, of Achha, course, I'll never forget Joji. I, your inspiration <laughs> but smith ko kon out karega will it be yasir but it will be yasir shah after he's got 145 this thing that asad gets about the fields my fields are on stuff like this that smith has to at some point have a series that is not as outstanding as every series that he's had i think that point might yeah, be now uh, so why will he you know get out to yasir He's still a really good player of spin, right? So why would he get out to Yasser? I mean, his, so his, yeah, I mean, his averages against leg spin are slightly lower. Last uh, podcast, basically, after yeah. Anderson got, no one has gotten It's him Yasser. out uh, yeah. more than Yasser has. So it's, and even the three of his six uh, times that he's gotten him out were in the last tour of Australia. So yeah. like he he's, has had the only success that Yasser had in the previous tour where he averaged, I think, 80 plus, was against uh, Smith. So, but at the same time, I haven't seen the, the look of the pitch. I don't even know if they're going to allow Yasser to, you know, get even get into rhythm. Yasser needs it to be keeping it a bit low and him to get it wicket to wicket and, and skip through mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah What like sort of brilliant strategy services. will Mizba have this time? رن Like, وہ جو عثمان کے آرٹیکل میں ہے کہ یاسر کوڈ اونلی بول اراؤنڈ لیکسٹ 
one end containment bowler back then you didn't have a fast bowling attack which could yeah. uh, take it and even this one yeah. however much we love all these guys it's not like this is uh, these are guys that have proven in uh, conditions like this so yeah, so, that's why. I mean, that's that why. That, that's why that all-round role is so important. Like, I know, I know, we're joking about you know Iftikhar and all, but like, really, Pakistan like have missed a massive, massive trick in not having either of Shadab or Fahim. I would, you know, in Australia, I would have preferred Fahim there. Um, and and they say that his batting is not developed, but yeah, by the time you get down to him with the bat, you're pretty much gone anyway. You know, whatever the situation is. And I thought and, he batted well in two innings in, and in England and Ireland. Yeah, that's the other thing. Right? If you want to, if you want to play him as the number eight and Shadab as the seven, then it's fine. But if Shadab's not playing, you need a uh, a medium pacer who can bat at seven. Then you go with somebody like Amir Yamin. Like you have the options, but it's not something that these guys. I think that was the biggest frustration all of us had with the last team management was that. Anytime they played with like five genuine bowlers, whether that was in England or whether that was in South Africa, Pakistan actually looked good. But yeah. every, yet every time there was a series away, so the start of the South Africa series in particular, they immediately go back to that conservatism of kidney. Yeah. Yeah. Need seven proper batsmen. Yeah. So, so, so Chima, the, on this, I wanted to ask this, something which we have also talked about earlier as well, that for instance, Mizbah or whoever the team management decides these kind of things, is mm. there anyone who can make an intervention? We talked about earlier on the group as well, on the last chat as well, that Mizbah, you know, there is nobody in the team who can talk to him about these things. Last time, Mickey Arthur, I mean, it's not rocket science, man. You no, know how no, no. To... I think Emmer's answer on the podcast last time was the best. But it's not like we have, what was it, Emmer? Mizbah's employers on this, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like we have somebody who pays him who could like intervene and say, hey, kya kar to him or anything, right? Like, stop uh, doing this or you'll be fired. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, what are your thoughts on Azhar Ali as captain, yaar? Is he going to be the next Mike Brady of the world? <laughs> what? That's such a backhanded, that is such an insult, yaar. I said, come on, man. Guy averages over 14 test matches. 15 test hundreds, yaar. Mandra test 100 over 40 has a better leg spinner than Yasser does. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's so hard to be inspired by Azhar Ali. And as a captain, it's going to be even harder. I can I can only imagine the team meeting me, Azhar Ali and Mizbah are talking. How do people <laughs> even stay awake in these meetings? Like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have to intervene here. Can I say that on that last tour, watching him back was actually like a pleasure, by the way. Like, he was outstanding. The MCG was one of the, like, outstanding innings I've seen Pakistani batsmen play abroad. Forget like Australia. But abroad, that MCG 100 was like a polished 100. Double, he, double, he was double, really, MCG really double. good. Sorry, the MCG double, yeah. It, he looked... Hey, I know he... I'm not saying like that. I mean, we saw Azhar Ali as a captain right after the last 2015 World Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing you could take away from it was that it really raised his own uh, batting. Yeah. Um, you know, he was opening and he was really putting in that effort to be a modern kind of batter. And um, and that, that kind of pressure did well for him. He was doing really well all the way down to the Champions Trophy uh, opening for Pakistan. So you could probably in, uh, see him batting more responsibly, etc. Or maybe like putting in good runs. But he I think needs to score that, as like, well, right? He's, his yeah. him and Asad both have been kind of disappointing since that last tour. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, he, he needs to. And maybe this is a way to bring out those. Giving runs. like a hard, you see him giving like a hard rousing speech to Naseem Shah on the morning of the test match that like yeah, inspired I, him. He goes and gets like I a mean, five I think, and dedicates it to yes, other elite. Yes, I do. No, because I think as Chima can shed more light on this, but like also that obviously giving passionate speeches is great for sports movies, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, a situation that works out every time in terms of actually motivating people. Um, I think in that sense, the fact that Azhar Ali is someone who's secure of his place and is somebody who's like generally calm is, is good because I think and I'm respected, I think. What respected all the said previously, which was that, you know, even if you make an intervention with Mizbah or whoever, 
I think the morning of a test match when they walk out and they see the green pitch and they're somewhere foreign and it's cold, that conservatism that kicks in, you're not going to change that with like, you know, one or two, uh, please, okay, let's go with five ballers or whatever. Like it, you, that's something that's kind of hard baked into how we approach cricket as a, as a, you know, as a nation or whatever, as PCB as a, people do it because get, to get out of that frame of thinking, I think Pakistan last had that in the 90s under like Vaseem and etc., where you would still take uh, attacking options based off your bowling. And usually it helps when you have bowling captains and we had a run of those. I don't think in the current setup, it's not just a misbah issue. I think it goes far wider than that. Yeah, yeah also yeah. like more than more than his speech, any like rousing speech, if he sets the right field on Asim Shah, I'll be happy. Because they'll need it and they need to be like, you know, realistic and good fields. That he says. But if he, if he can have a handle on that, then I, I, I don't care how boring he is. I don't care how dour he is. And the other thing is that Naseem, he's been playing in the domestic season this year. His captains have been Azhar and... So uh, these are guys who yeah, know his yeah. performances. They've been the ones who've been captaining him throughout that. So at least they know okay, what his strengths are and what sort of skills they ought to set against him. And uh, regarding the five balls, if, even if you look at the 90s, uh, Wasim Bhai was the only captain who used to do that. Otherwise, it's the same thing with four ballers. You look at India, until Kohli came in, that was their biggest issue when they went abroad, hmm, trying to four or five, uh, yeah. formulate a team and stuff like that. And he's been pretty adamant on that you need five uh, frontline bowlers to actually... Uh, compete against teams like Australia, South Africa, or England. Yeah. Also, also by the way, the reason the I just realized why the previous uh, podcast was destroyed as it was because we discussed how India only won uh, the series because Smith and Water weren't playing. That's right. Yeah. So mysteriously, the podcast got lost. I mean, that was the 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 general point as well, right? That if Australia has this amazing record these last twenty four years that we've suffered through. It's not that we're unique in this. Like everybody's really struggled in Australia and. Uh, the big thing that we talked about this is that, you know, people talk about how difficult it is to bat in Australia, the bounce, this, that, and the other. But what's been clear is that almost every team that now tours to Australia manages to score a lot of runs. Usman pointed out last time, it's got the flattest wickets anywhere in the world. It's really mm. bowling in Australia. Traditionally, a really, really difficult thing for visiting sites to do. I pointed out Pakistan's numbers, but like, other than South Africa, Everybody who's gone there, uh, even the English had one, one, their bowlers have had one good series or whatever, but no one's been consistently good when they've gone down under and they've played a lot more cricket there than Pakistan has. So I think that is going to really decide this series as well. And obviously someone like Smith or Warner or Australia has that tendency to score those innings that really pummel you. But time and time again, the big difference is going to come down to the bowling. And I think... That is paradoxically because we, the, everyone, such a packet of unknowns, get a reason for hope, but probably what Pakistan's biggest weakness is and how we're going to get found out. I would like to slightly disagree on this because I feel this time round, uh, our betting is really, really undercooked. Well, who do we have? You've just talked about the three top players that we have. And three practically, three batsmen are like quite a lot. Australia I mean, have only two. Like you are talking about then rest of the eight players are your passengers. Yeah, we don't know about anything about Haris. We don't know anything about Iftikhar. We don't know anything about Rizwan. And then obviously we have a very last time we talked about it. We have three, we are carrying three number 11s. So that's a really, again, last time here we talked our lower middle order, lower order, they kind of stuck around. This time we don't see that. At least I don't see that happening for sure. I wanted to basically, you know, podcast me and you know most of it is pessimistic and you know we've done crap. You know, at the end of the first day, we have rolled them over for 80 all out and Amari you know um hundred and twenty bear lead we current. So, you know, if, if we're actually done well and how Pakistan can actually carry that forward into the remaining four days of this test match and the remaining series. This is the equivalent of when uh, end of semester paper hote and you've only done half the syllabus and you're uh, two hours before the exam, you're like, all the questions are from the stuff that I've already studied. <laughs> <laughs> Like the level of heartbreaks that we've gotten from Australia tours, nothing else even comes remotely close to it in test cricket at least. 
until the next Australia tour. What's going to happen is Gabamir, you'll be destroyed. The only the ray of hope you'll have will be in the big ball test. Ball will start swinging around, and probably the first thing Pakistan might actually bowl them out. Suddenly, for like two days, there will be okay, Pakistan might actually draw a series in Australia, this and the, all that, and then Australia, whatever the target they have, they'll chase that down, and that will be the gut punch for this tour. Forget drawing a series, yeah. I'm talking about drawing a test. If they lose one zero, that's amazing. Yeah, Pakistan. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. Man, Pakistan have drawn one test in the last five years. Pakistan don't bat long enough. To yeah, actually, nobody does. Nobody does. Actually, nobody like, does. What does Australia do? Pakistan's credit. Pakistan probably bats longer than a lot of teams these days. Yep, the South Africa variety. Pakistan batted more than sixty overs in any of the innings there. Yeah. Yeah. Last Pakistan drawn test, by the way. I think it was Dubai, the one that was oh, Australia. Uh, of yeah. course, Australia. Yeah, that's yeah. the Australia. only drawn test in the last five years. Guys, I just want to repeat that India won on their last tour to Australia, so it's pretty pathetic that you're not even discussing the possibility of drawing a game over They didn't have. They I didn't mean, India has also. The, the yeah, India team. has this uh, amazing record in the 21st century of playing the shittiest Australian players to ever wear the baggy green, and they've walked away with I think what four wins or something like that. Like Nathan, they have Nathan Bracken, best the famous, the yeah. famous O three O four series. Nathan Bracken and uh, Brad Williams attack. Wow, Lord, uh, that was so bad. We got. We went a year later and we got McGrath and Vaughn. And Vaughn. The full peak. And and all they were completely fit by that time. Yes, of course. And back from their drugs bans. And we obviously discussed our our team of Oakwood. What a legendary team it was. (laughs) That we discussed in the last podcast. (laughs) Yeah, of course. The Asim Kamal segue that we had. Which, listeners of PP, you'll never be able to hear about again. It's just like Mohammed Zahid or Atik or Rahman. Or that would, I think we should have some closing remarks. Predictions karne is bar. Then that's a good idea. Yeah, this podcast has filled me up with optimism. We are winning the first test match and then the second one will be very close. Second one is anybody's game. So Give a series score. Give a series score. Don't yeah. hold back. One out. We're going to draw the series and that's actually going to be a bigger achievement than India's win in Australia because we're going to do it with Smith and Warner there. So yeah. Okay, one all. Asad says one all. I'm also huh? calling a test match draw for Pakistan in Adelaide. Wow. Emma? 3-0. Yeah, I man, you took two. my score. Damn you. I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 3-0. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, there'll, there'll be this kind of like what happened at the Oval in 2006. Pakistan discovered a new way of losing a test match. So, they, oh. you know, they'll do something. They'll do something <laughs> so egregious. That the ICC will be like, you know, you we've just added a second loss. Like this was the, you have, you've been you've been so bad. You need a second L. Like this and, is, and by the way, L isn't enough. By the way, this will be important because now we are part of the World Test Championship. So there will be points at stake, and so there will be extra points. So we will lose points even when there are no points at stake. We will have lost points. Yeah. So I think it probably it'll be two nil and then something else really catastrophic. Chima. So that makes it 2 0. Yeah, 2 0 obviously hai, but like I'm interested in whose career is going to be destroyed on this tour. <laughs> okay, give a score and give a career destroying tally. Uh, 2 0 and probably Mohammad Abbas. Like he'll, okay. uh, if he has a bad tour, that basically means K. He was never that good and like finito, seen off, all of that stuff. By the way, the regarding the question that was asked earlier, Pakistan and Australia since 1990 have only twice batted more than 100 overs in the second innings. One was Hobart and one was Brisbane last time. Abid, give a score. Um, Straight up, 2-0. For Pakistan, obviously. Oh, obviously goes without saying, Isman. And casualties in the Pakistan side? I think one of the batsmen. Plus, um, I, no, I don't think Abbas will deteriorate that fast. Uh, he can still come back in the UAE if he doesn't get injured, mind you. But apart from that, no, nothing else. We're not playing in the UAE anymore. It's not it's, it's all not Pakistan Abbas. now. I'm I'm going with uh, with Ahmed here three zero to Australia, but Shan Masood, new captain, post it and surprise yeah, back. Easy way out, my ladies. Yeah, main, like it's not the easy way out; it's the original way out. Three <laughs> zero, a little less original because Ahmed went first because surname is N and mine is S, and he comes first. <laughs> I went in alphabetical <laughs> order, of course. But I'm saying that Shan Masood is the captain after this, and that uh, Sefi is back. Sefi is back, and Nasim Shah will move to England and play for England next year. There you go. <laughs> 
So England will have an archer and Naseem Shah. That's going to be awesome. Yes, exactly. And and that is why England will win the World Test Championship. I think Pakistan will have some players arrested. <laughs> Where? This is the key question. Where? Yeah, that is a good question. And, and for what crime? Because Australia is particularly severe on immigrants. So, like, somebody will take... Up on their... Yeah, somebody will have taken, like, a, a biryani, mutton ki biryani, jahaz pe kain pe lega honge, and their quarantine laws are so strict that they'll be straight into jail. Yeah. yeah. Jail for biryani. And... Headline in the Sydney Morning Herald. And then Gideon Haig or somebody else will be writing a piece on that. And, and <laughs> I'll repeat what I said in the previous podcast. Okay, this podcast has lasted longer than any Pakistan batsman will in this tour. Oh, super. <laughs> if Pakistan win, but no, did he sign off with this? That if Pakistan win this test, then we're getting back together for a podcast. Crick Info or not Crick Info? If, if Pakistan, if Pakistan takes a lead in any innings or wins any toss, we're doing the podcast again. Done. I'm in. Thank you so much, Crick Info, for hosting us. You're welcome, Pippi.